Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 323 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, PT, and today we're going to be talking about medial scapular border pain. We're going to be talking about the structures that exist near the medial scapular border. We'll talk about the tissues that refer to the medial scap, and we're going to go over one of the most common missed causes of medial scapular pain and so much more. But before we get started, I'd just like to take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable, and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better, faster. So if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit easyslant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first Easy Slant. Welcome back, everyone. So this is going to be our first podcast episode of 2024. We've got a lot of big plans for 24, so be sure to stay tuned with OEP. Now, if you're not already on my email list, be sure to do so. I'll have a link in the show notes where you can click on, just get on the email list. We're not going to send you a ton of junk. Um, it's going to be really more informative. We're going to send you emails about when the podcasts come out, when we do um, new things on the website, and when we start our new online BFR program. So make sure that um, you, you know, you sign up and uh, you check that out. Now, also, I'm going to be at CSM Boston in February. So be sure to stop by booth number 9080. Okay, I'll be hanging out with Dr. Susie Lachowski of Glass Training and Education. We're going to be talking all things BFR. I would love to say hello and thank you personally for listening to the show. Um, I really would love to meet you and uh, and chat and uh, you know talk about anything ortho that you want to talk about. So be sure to stop by the booth if you are at CSM in Boston this year. Now on to today's show. Now this is going to get a little corny, I know, but um, I thought I would start off with just kind of a little story and then kind of do a little education and then tie it all together toward the end. So once upon a time, 25 to 30 years ago, when I had lots of hair and none of it was gray, um, I used to treat this diagnosis called levator scapulae syndrome and rhomboid strains. And I soon learned that I was not very good at getting these people better. So, you know, I'd palpate the area and it was sore. There were trigger points and spasms and I would do modalities. I'd do some heat, some stim, some ultrasound, massage, trigger point therapy, and nothing. Huh. Well, that was then. And to be totally honest with you, I've probably treated one or two of those diagnoses since then. But before I want to get any further with my story, I really want to talk about some of the structures that exist near the medial border of the scapula before I go any further. So I want you to just envision the posterior scapula. Just pick one. It doesn't really matter which side. Um, and take a look at that medial border okay, of the scapula. 
This is an area where a lot of people have pain, and there's a lot of different reasons why they have pain there, but let's just talk about the muscular structures that exist around that area. So if we were to go to the anterior side of the scapula, we have the serratus anterior, which attaches to that medial border of that scapula, right? So if we had an issue there, that could potentially give us discomfort there, not something you see very often. Um, and attaching to the medial border of the scapula are the rhomboids, and just above those, the levator scapulae, okay? And then we have this large overlying, you know, trapezius muscle that does not directly attach um, onto the scap, but goes over the medial border of the scapula. So if you had discomfort in the trapezius, uh, middle trapezius especially, you would have some discomfort in that same region. Now, let's just get a little bit deeper than this area. Okay, we have the, the ribs, uh, and we also have these costovertebral joints, which can also be pain generators, right? And then if we go even deeper than that, we can have stomach issues and heart problems that can refer pain to the medial border of the scapula. So those are all things I want you to think about when somebody comes in and says, I got this pain like in my back and it's in the middle part of my back and it's kind of like, you know, between my shoulder blades and then you start to talk to them and you start to isolate this. Yeah, what about this part or this medial part of the scapula? And they're like, yeah, it's kind of in there and it's kind of vague. It's never usually a real sharp discomfort. Um, so now, let's go back to the beginning with our diagnoses of rhomboid strain and spasm and trigger points and whatever you want to call it that causes some discomfort in that area. And I want you to think about this a little differently. So one day I have this patient who comes in, they have medial scapular border pain without relief from my previous treatment. So I decide to perform some cervical traction just to see how they do. And lo and behold, the pain goes away. Huh. Well, I lengthened the levator scap, so that should have hurt. So when I was doing it, I was thinking, well, this is probably going to agitate things, but it did not, okay? Um, and I didn't change the position of the rhomboids, so the pain should have stayed the way it was when I did the traction, correct? So, you know, I was taught in college that cervical nerve root compression radiated pain down the arm, okay? This was 32, 33 years ago, a long time ago, um, and when things were way different, when we did not learn about vestibular issues, we did not learn about pelvic health, there were a lot of things that we did not learn about, um, but over time through experience uh, and seeing a tremendous number of patients, we have learned how to modify our treatment to be much more successful, and I'm going to tell you right now, I learned this about 25 years ago, and at that time, I did a full 180 uh, and really started to see some huge improvements with my patients, all right? So we um, did traction on that patient. They had significant relief. I was very suspicious of a, a C7 nerve root uh, compression, and so um, we had an MRI of the patient. The patient did have a good old juicy herniated disc pushing on the C7 nerve root, which was removed, and all of a sudden, the scapular pain went away. Um, so what I started doing then is started to approach these patients just a little more differently, um, with medial scapular pain. Okay. Uh, and then I started really thinking about the cervical discs, especially C6 and C7, which we found to be, you know, a huge pain generator in that area. Um, studies have been done where they have taken needles and stimulated the disc material in different areas and even areas near the nerve root and even people who have had, um, you know, uh, intradiscal injections that increase the pressure in the disc and it causes, you know, scapular discomfort. It's very clear when you look at those research studies that, 
the cervical spine discs, especially the C6, C6, C7 area, can cause medial scapular border pain. All right. So the next time you have a patient who has pain in the medial scapular border, traction their neck. Just do it manually. It's really easy. If the pain goes away, then you proceed to a cervical spine screen. You check their reflexes. You um, do a sensory check. You do manual muscle testing. Throw in a spurlings. And this will all start to kind of blend together. Um, I do something called the Marquee Maneuver. This was a test that I developed and um, we did a study with Husson University where they kind of pieced all the information that I wanted together. Did a small study. They dubbed the name of the technique that we use, the marquee maneuver. It's really not a published um, maneuver, but I utilize it on a weekly basis and it really helps a lot. And today I'm going to be um, doing a video and explaining this maneuver so you can utilize this on top of the things we just talked about to help identify if somebody has a herniated disc at what level it's at, and it's even a good predictor for how patients do after um, cervical nerve root decompression. So most people have nerve root compression issues way more than you think. Okay. It's absolutely incredible. The number of patients I see and manage them for nerve root compression when they have all of these other symptoms. Okay. Don't forget that these nerve root compression problems can also cause chest pain. So think about that in the same way as you would, um, the medial border of the scapula. Okay. As far as identifying it. Well, I hope I was able to bring a little insight from experience to make you think outside of the box when evaluating patients with medial scapular border pain. Um, I know that there's a lot of information here. There's, um, it can be very tricky. It can be very difficult to identify if the person's having a heart attack versus a shoulder issue that may be um, radiating into that area. If they have an abdominal uh, problem, problem with their stomach. Um, but if you do what we talked about today, I guarantee you, you're going to start to see more patients who have nerve root compression problems and you are going to start to manage them a lot differently. Um, I, like I said earlier, I do not treat rhomboid dysfunction and levator scap dysfunction anymore. Now, do I strengthen those areas as part of my treatment plan for people who have thoracic kyphotic problems or cervical spine dysfunction or whatnot? Yes, I do. But I do not spend a lot of time with modalities and manually treating these areas because nine out of 10 times I can traction their neck and decrease that discomfort that they have. And they have a really deep problem in the cervical spine causing this pain. So I hope this was helpful. I thank you all for listening. Be kind to each other and take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.